There is no greater challenge than for me to know myself and to reunite myself with myself so that I can have peace. You and your identity, that's what we're talking about today. Stay with us. So welcome to All Things Apostolic. We're glad you're with us. We're glad you stopped by. We're going to have a good time today. And we're going to talk about some really important subjects. In fact, our, our, our title for today is You and Your Identity. It's amazing how many problems there are in the world. In fact, increasingly with the degradation of the nuclear family, and um, uh, with the separation between uh, those who give guidance, uh, parent authority figures, and those who need guidance, uh, uh, and with the fragmentation of some of the social institutions and structures that hold society together, with all of that combined, uh, we see more and more people who have tremendous and serious problems with their own personal identity. And I think it's fair to say that it's a struggle that, that all human beings have, that we struggle with our identity, uh, but at some point we have to figure some of that out or life becomes miserable. And for some people, it comes to the point that they think it's unbearable. And so the uh, uh, the rise in in cutting self cutting the rise in the ultimate fatality of suicide um, the rise in tattooing the rise in um, makeup uh, and and dye and um, uh, bizarre colors in the hair uh, I saw. A lady in the airport the other day. This half was tied lime was was dyed lime green. This half was like kind of natural, and um, uh, just just crazy. But uh, so what was she doing? You say, well, well, is she seeking attention? I think that's true. She's seeking attention though because there is something personal in her that is crying out for our subject today, which is personal identity. So. This is an important subject. It's being addressed by counselors, psychiatrists, psychologists, doctors, therapists. All of these people have things that they can contribute. I'm sure some of it's very good, and some of it is probably questionable, and some of it probably very questionable, as people seek to find themselves, seeking to find themselves. So, First of all, maybe we could talk about where does this identity crisis come from? Well, we would propose that the identity crisis comes from a cataclysmic event that happened many years ago, <clears throat> which was so devastating that it separated a man's existence or a woman's, uh, a human's, an individual's, um, existence f 
from the essence of what they really were. In fact, that's two good words to use here, essence and existence. So here's a person who is completely integrated with themselves, completely at peace with themselves, which probably nobody is at this point in time. Some have made more progress towards this, but others have made less, but nobody, nobody has completely uh, closed the gap between what they are ideally, what they are, as we would say, made in the image of God, and what they are today. So there's, uh, there's, there's discord between my, the way I exist um, and the way I can envision and see that I really should be, where peace is, where effectiveness is, where happiness with self and other people lies, and uh, I, I would propose that many of the crimes that we see today are crimes that are committed where people are actually crying for attention. Uh, it's not that they hate society. It's not that they hate even the people they shoot. And often, in many cases today, they don't even know the people they're shooting. And they have no rational excuse for what they're doing. But there is a clamoring, a desperation that's that's caught up, that man is caught up in, um, uh, that is uh, a terrible thing. So then the courts get into all of this when they bring somebody that had no father, that maybe even had no mother, that lived off the streets, that had to steal to eat, that was beat down by other people, that was abused in life, and then finally they take a gun and kill 15 people. So now they're before the jury. And the jury is exposed to all of what I was just talking about. And then it's exposed to the heinousness of the crime that this person committed. And they're caught in the middle of trying to figure out how to do this. So ideally, the person's up here, they're whole. They wouldn't have had all of those things involved. I'm not making a, a, an unnecessary victim out of every criminal. I'm simply saying these are realities that exist. And uh, people that are not taught, people that the, even the even the basics of life that gives them a sense of the importance of their life, and that their life's important enough that they have rules they follow, and that they have manners, and that they have that that life, my life, and the life of the people that I'm with, they all are important enough that I follow certain protocols that keeps everybody's life better. All of this has to do with the person's self identity. And when you get to the bottom of problems, everything from things I just talked about to sexual deviancy, when you get to the bottom of many of those problems, when you get a person to the point I've been counseling now for decades, when you get a person to the point that they are totally honest and totally vulnerable and trust you enough that they divulge their deepest feelings, Oftentimes, those people that appear to be so much a bully or that appear to be so rancorous and hate-filled and violent and tough, when you get to the bottom, there will be tears and there will be, I just feel like such a failure and I've never accomplished anything that matters. And, I, and all of this comes out of these people. So None of that can, there still has to be laws in society and people have to follow laws, but these are things that, uh, that justice takes into account uh, when it is 
when it is passing judgment, or it should. And this is why justice and judgment and courts and decisions made about people that have to do with um, uh, the results of the actions that they've taken that were illicit and against society. This is why it's all so controversial, because people see each side. And, and the mama over here sees the, the, the propulsion of all the stuff that her children have went through that has propelled them forward to all of this. And over here, the courts see, and the person who maybe this person killed somebody, uh, they see their dead husband or their dead wife or children or parents or whatever the case may be. And so the perspectives here uh, both have, in a sense, a case, but the perspective here makes the job of the judge one of the most difficult jobs in the world. And um, even in Scripture, it has much to say about just judgment and about judging fairly and about not letting exterior forces enter into the process. So all of this goes back to, and many of these problems stem out of a person's self-identity. What, what in them is disconcerted about themselves? Because in our existential state, that is the state that you and I exist in, that is, that is separated from our essential self. So we can look up and see our essential self and it can create frustration or it can create motivation. Frustration that we're so far away and feel so hopeless that we'll never get there, that we'll never find a way to get there. And of course, as a, as a, as a Christian preacher, uh, well, I would tell you right up front that the gospel is the good news that Jesus Christ has got there for us and that you, if you have his spirit within you, uh, then you're, you're elevated by a new daddy, a new father of the human race. Uh, and that makes all the difference in the world. This is why this is, the, this is the power of true, dynamic, biblical Christianity. Not everything that's claimed to be Christian, but this is the power of true biblical Christianity to transform and bring peace to people's lives by creating a recoupling, a bringing back together the very word religion, while it's maligned in many cases and misused and abused and all the above, the word religion comes from religion, legion, religion, reattachment of the ligaments, like in a body, reattachment of bringing back together of what? Well, man and God, of course, but also man or woman and his or herself, bringing them back together. The gospel makes the person whole. That's why the Bible says many times when Jesus did a miracle, the Bible will say, and he made them every whit whole. He made them whole. So uh, when we look at this, the problem is that we are not whole. When we're born into this world, we're born fractured, and we are born fragmented we are born into this world because of the fall of Adam, the one dictum about sin that you can always trust is true, is that sin, this is a theological truth, is that sin separates. So sin separates man from God. Sin separates 
man from himself. Sin separated man from his environment. The earth produces weeds. All of these, and there's many other separations that we could talk about that are the result of sin. But the main one here is that sin separates a, a, a human, an individual, a person from themselves. There's, so there's a dichotomy within us as humans that recognizes our shortcoming and the, the enemy of our soul needles those things and needles them. You're guilty. You're not good enough. You're, you're, you're bad. You're, and so this, is, this, this guilt that's placed upon a person is part and parcel of the product of the separation of a person from themselves. And we actually know that. We can think in ourselves without even saying words out loud. We can think in ourselves, I did something wrong. Or you can say to yourself, if your name's John, John, you did something wrong. And we do these things. Or you made a mistake. Or you could have done better than that. But we're really talking to ourselves. The self that we have a dichotomous relationship with. And so ultimately, I want to repeat again, the answer to that is the human spirit reunites with the uh, spirit of God, little s meets big S. But in that reuniting, we are made in the image of God. There's also a reuniting of, of self, myself, with myself. And so this is, a, this is why the, the real, true, pure Christianity um, is a prescription it is a therapy that has absolute concrete results in which people's lives are transformed and they are brought back into the presence of God. So when we talk about you and your identity, uh, this deal about your relationship with God, because God is the repository of the perfection of yourself, you're made in the image of God. So that reposes in God. That, that is, so when we come to God, we not only find God, we find ourselves. And in finding ourselves, we find peace. And we find that these things are now integrated. And that myself that is existing is reintegrated with myself that is essential. That is the essence. It's, 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 not, it's not a distilled me. Uh, 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 it's not a, it, rather, it's, a, it's not a me that has additives. It's a me that is distilled and all the additives are removed and you have nothing except the pure essence. And so um, when a person has essential personhood, then they have, in effect, reunited the broken existing self with the perfection of that self. And they've done that through Jesus Christ, who has, is, the, is the human that conquered that dichotomy and has brought us back into this relationship, not only with God, but through God, with ourselves. This is the beginning. So the first thing I could tell you today, there's a lot of things we're going to talk about in this. I'm going to talk about it again tomorrow. But um, the first thing is, is to be reunited through yourself, through Jesus Christ.